All right, welcome on in. I'm Pete Mundo, and it is time for our Heartland College Sports Big 12 football. Week 7 picks against the spread. Can't believe it's already here. We have crossed the halfway mark of the college football regular season. It is flying by, and we've got picks against the spread for you on the season. The picks are 21-17-2 on the year. So we are above 500 where you want to be. Went 1-2-1 one, and one last week. Wasn't pleased with that. My OU plus 9 pick may have been the worst pick I've ever had uh, doing these picks for several years in a row now. That was a terrible, terrible pick, Oklahoma plus 9. But nonetheless, we move on. No weeks off. Week 7 picks against the spread are here. And we're doing this uh, a day early because, well, we've got a Thursday night game in the Big 12 this week. We've got... West Virginia, Baylor in Morgantown. Thursday night matchup. I feel like these two teams play a lot on Thursday nights as I think about it. But anyway, I look at this game, and for Neil Brown, his team is coming off a terrible loss at Texas. Now, Texas is getting better, I understand. But they put put up a complete stinker against Texas two Saturdays ago. They haven't played since. They had a bye week last week, as did Baylor. And now they get set for this Thursday night matchup in Morgantown. Neil Brown has the hottest seat in the Big 12. We all know that. But that being said, this West Virginia team at home in Morgantown on a Thursday night is a tough game for anybody to walk into. And here's a little tidbit for you. Baylor, since since West Virginia joined the Big 12, Baylor has never won in Morgantown for whatever reason. Now, it's a tough place to play, but Baylor has especially struggled in Morgantown. Never won a game there. So I look at this thing on Thursday night, and I'm saying to myself, Baylor's never won in Morgantown. On top of that, Baylor has had issues getting to the quarterback. They are last in sacks in the Big 12. On the flip side, they're seventh in the Big 12 in sacks given up, so they haven't been good on either end getting to the quarterback, or frankly, protecting the quarterback. So these are two things that I didn't expect to be the case for the Baylor Bears this year, but it has been the case. Meantime, I'm looking at a West Virginia team that isn't great along the line, but has been better than Baylor so far this year against pretty darn good competition as well when you think about who the Mountaineers have had on their schedule, who they played, and everything else. So this is something to me that actually works out in West Virginia's favor their home, I believe they're being overlooked, generally speaking, as bad as they were against Texas, and they were bad against Texas. Generally speaking, this team has a couple of very close losses, overtime against Kansas, Pittsburgh down the stretch. Neil Brown's on the hot seat. He's home. He knows he needs a a good game in front of the home crowd with that seat warming up in what feels like every single week. And I I believe that West Virginia is going to be at a good spot to cover this game on a Thursday night. I would take West Virginia plus four. I'd buy the half a point if you have to. I see it sitting at three and a half in some places. I get it to four, and and don't forget this, and this can play a role. The Morgantown weather, all right? Look at the Morgantown weather for Thursday. It's going to rain. It's going to be about 55 degrees. Who does that suit better, West Virginia or Baylor? I'll let you decide, but either way, it means to me a closer game than we anticipated, 
and uh, it means that West Virginia is going to be in a very good position on their home turf. They've also done a great job against the run. West Virginia is third in the Big 12 in rushing yards allowed per game. So that's a good spot to be in going into this game. Low scoring, if nothing else, especially in the rain. And I'll take West Virginia plus the four points on Thursday night. Meantime, we got three Big 12 games on uh, Saturday. Let's start Oklahoma, Kansas in Norman. OU's a nine-point favorite. So I'm looking at this game and I'm saying, okay, just take the front of the jersey away. Take the name on the front of the jersey away. And here's what I'm going to share with you. OU's rushing defense is the worst in the Big 12. And it's uh, not even close. Oklahoma's giving up 214 yards per game on the ground. Texas Tech has the second worst rushing defense. They're giving up 147 yards per game. OU is giving up 65 more yards per game on the ground than any other Big 12 team. That's how bad the rushing defense has been. Kansas, meantime is third in the Big 12 in rushing yards per game at 213 per game behind only K-State and TCU. Then you look at it and you say, okay, Oklahoma's also given up the second most sacks in the Big 12 conference this year. I, you know, I, that's, that's brutal. Giving up 15 sacks in six games. Only Texas Tech's been worse. And then you say Kansas is tied for getting to the quarterback the best. Kansas, K-State, and Oklahoma State have all gotten to the quarterback with 16 sacks each for those teams. So, okay, I've got Kansas as a team that gets to the quarterback as well as anybody in the Big 12. OU is doing a terrible job protecting the quarterback. I've got a Kansas team that even with Jason Bean at quarterback in place of Jalen Daniels, who it doesn't look like is going to play, um... I've got a KU rushing attack that's third in the Big 12 against a terrible Oklahoma rushing defense. And I understand Dylan Gabriel's coming back, likely to come back in this game for Oklahoma. They're starting quarterback. But Oklahoma's a nine-point favorite? What is that all about? I know that sometimes Vegas is trying to sucker us all into a bet here or something like that. Maybe I'm going to be guilty as charged. But if you were to take the front of the name off the jersey, I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, this actually is a very good matchup for Kansas based on what each of these teams have done so far this season. So it may be a sucker bet. This may be exactly what Vegas wants me to do. But just based on where these teams' strengths and weaknesses are, I'm not going to sit here and say that Kansas is not worthy of, you know, putting a coin or two on at plus nine. I'm taking the Jayhawks. I'm riding the plus nine, and uh, we'll see if we can get that sucker to the bank. Next up, Iowa State and Texas. So this feels like a trap game for Texas. First off, you got an Iowa State team that is uh, 0-3 in Big 12 play. Another very close loss last week. Desperate, desperate for a Big 12 win. You can make a strong argument that should have been Kansas, missed field goals, make a strong argument they could have beaten K-State down the stretch. Uh, I know what a should have cut her. You can't do that in sports. But if you watch the games, like Iowa State's right there. Defense is great. Offense has issues, but defense has been really good. 
So I'm saying to myself, okay, uh, Iowa State's got what appears to be, if not the best defense, one of clearly the best defenses in the Big 12. Uh, Iowa State has beaten Texas three straight times. Matt Campbell's got Texas's number. He gets these guys up for the Longhorns. And is this a trap game for Texas? You know, you look at Texas, they had the Red River game last week coming high off that 49 nothing blowout. And after this, they've got Oklahoma State. And that starts off what is uh, five ranked teams in a row, four ranked teams in a row in the Big 12 after this week. Oklahoma State's next week. Texas-Oklahoma State have played some epic games in recent seasons. Does this have trap game written all over it for the Iowa State Cyclones? Excuse me, for the Texas Longhorns against the Iowa State Cyclones. It feels like it does. And if nothing else, Iowa State's defense will keep them in this game. But Texas is a 16.5-point favorite. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Texas can win the Big 12. Quinn Ewers, the way this team plays with Quinn Ewers at quarterback has been incredible. Quinn Ewers, if, if he doesn't get hurt against Alabama, I mean, are we talking about Texas as a top-five team in the country after beating Alabama and probably not losing to Texas Tech? Possibly. But I'm getting this Iowa State defense against Texas, who Matt Campbell has owned in recent years, and 16.5 points? I'll let the national folks and the average better jump all in on Quinn Ewers and Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns, but it feels like a trap game to me. Iowa State's got a very good defense. You know, you look at the rushing defense, they're right up there as the, the best in the Big 12 with the Baylor Bears. You look at their pass defense, it's number one in the Big 12 by a wide margin in passing yards allowed per game. It's a great matchup to watch against a Texas uh, passing offense that's flying high with Quinn Ewers at quarterback, but that's too many points. 16 and a half? No way. No way am I... Am I not taking Iowa State plus 16 and a half in that game against Texas? So I'll do Iowa State with the points there. And then, uh, last but not least, and I hate to do this because history would say I'm going to miss at least one of these, but I like four underdogs this week. Oklahoma State at TCU. Cowboys are a three and a half point dog against the Horned Frogs. Uh, first off, let me just share this with you. Oklahoma State is 7-0. and against the spread in its last seven road games. Let me repeat, Oklahoma State 7-0 against the spread in their last seven road games. Now you look at this game and you see, okay, uh, TCU is second in the Big 12 in rushing offense. That's been their bread and butter. Well, Oklahoma State's rushing defense been one of the best in the Big 12, uh, giving up only 3.3 yards per carry and 120 rushing yards per game. Also, Oklahoma State's second in passing offense in the Big 12. Spencer Sanders has been uh, really great this season. And TCU's pass defense has been suspect at times. Now, the secondary's good. Secondary's got a lot of talent for TCU. But you look at the numbers, and their pass defense is third worst in the Big 12 conference so far this year. So as much as they have a lot of talent on that back end, they've given up big chunks of yards. And that could mean a big day for Spencer Sanders, who's obviously one of the most veteran quarterbacks in the Big 12 Conference, if not the most veteran quarterback in the Big 12 Conference. So I'm getting in this game with Oklahoma State, I'm getting the more veteran quarterback, the guy who's been stable there for several years. Now, Max Duggan's come on strong. Don't get me wrong. 
Uh, Max Duggan has looked like a totally different guy under Sonny Dykes. And you look at offensive efficiency, uh, TCU has been number one in the Big 12 in that category. It's a different offense with a guy like Sonny Dykes in that position. But all that being said, I'm getting Oklahoma State as an underdog in this game, and it's only three and a half points. I understand that. But, man, um, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. I'm running with that, and I'm rolling with the pokes uh, in this one, plus three and a half points against TCU. And as I noted earlier, Mike Gundy's been a road warrior, 7-0 and against the spread in his last seven road games. So I'm going four underdogs. West Virginia plus four. Get the four if you have to. Kansas plus nine against OU. Iowa State plus 16.5 against Texas. And Oklahoma State plus 3.5 against TCU. There you go. Those are my picks. Uh, what do you got for me on the comments section here of the show tonight? Let's see what we got. Terry writes, Max Duggan has looked real good. I, you know, listen, I'm not taking anything away from Max Duggan. Max Duggan has been legit for the TCU Horn Frogs. I can't take anything away from that guy. I won't do it. Uh, but you know what? I just, I also can't give up. I, I, I can't, if I, if I can get Oklahoma State as an underdog right now, I, I've got to do it just based on what Mike Gundy has proven. Uh, what else do we have here on the comments section? Jason Bean looked good last week against TCU. I agree. That's why I'm also taking Kansas as an underdog. Like, you know, Jason Bean missed some easy throws down the home stretch for Kansas when they were trying to come back against the Horn Frogs. But uh, Bean also threw some beautiful passes, a couple of great touchdown passes. He can run, too. He was really a run specialist before he took over for Jalen Daniels last week. Dude can move. And if he's running the ball all over OU, you know, not only will KU cover, KU could just beat OU outright in Norman. I know that's unfathomable for a lot of people, but it can very much happen on Saturday. Uh, Boy, uh, Pete, who wins outright, Oklahoma State or TCU? Well, I, I don't know if either, frankly, I don't think either team wins outright. I don't think any team in the Big 12 wins outright. I think the Big 12 is probably going to have a pair of 7-2 and two teams in the Big 12 championship game. And it wouldn't shock me if the Big 12 has like a 7-2 and two team against a 6-3 and three team after tiebreakers in the Big 12 conference title game come December at Jerry World in Dallas, or Arlington, sorry. Uh, man, I... You are coin flipping a lot of these Big 12 games over the next month of the season. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma State's next four games should scare anybody. Oklahoma State's next four games. TCU this weekend. You've got Texas next weekend. Then you go to K-State. Then you go to Kansas. Uh, yeah, and, and then you come home to Iowa State, and who knows how Iowa State's looking at that point. They're getting better. They're improving. And then it's Bedlam. And I know OU's down this year, but it's still Bedlam. The the Big 12 is brutal, man. Anyone trying to tell you otherwise is kidding themselves and not giving this conference enough credit. This league is brutal. There are no weeks off. Look at the Texas football schedule. I was looking at that. That's why I called this a trap game. After Iowa State, they've got Oklahoma State on the road. They have K-State on the road. They welcome in TCU. They travel to Kansas. Then they welcome in Baylor after Iowa State this weekend. like, And Iowa State is, I think, a good team, a great offense, a good team. 
And this may be the easiest game the rest of the way for the Texas Longhorns. I, <laughs> it's a brutal league. They've got four ranked games in a row after Iowa State, and who knows if Baylor's ranked by the time they meet on November 25th. But you know, Baylor's a good football team. Yeah, also on the uh, on the uh, comments section here, Bedlam's always a good game no matter how bad or how good either team is. That's true. I will be at Bedlam this year, I will note. My guy Brian Clinton and I will be down there. So maybe we'll try to set up some kind of a tailgate, see what we can uh, get done before that game kicks off, depending on when it kicks off. We'll have to see, of course, about that and everything else, but uh, that'll be a good time. We are both going to be there as fans, not as media members, so that means we'll have a, a couple of pops, hopefully, with some of you before the game. At Bedlam in Norman, looking forward to being down there, and uh, that's going to be a great time. It's it's six weeks away, but just wanted to plug it up for you guys as we uh, roll through the show here on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Well, those are our picks against the spread. I'm Pete Mundo. It is great to be with you. So I am rolling with the underdogs this week. Going all underdogs, 4-4 four, four on the dogs. West Virginia plus 4. Kansas plus 9 at Oklahoma. Uh, Iowa State plus 16.5 against Texas, and then Oklahoma State plus 3.5 against TCU. That's where I'm at. We appreciate you guys. Hey, on YouTube, like, subscribe to the YouTube page. Huge help. We're growing that thing like crazy. And as always on the podcast, rate, review, subscribe. We've got the koozies. I'm going to share them right now. You can see them on YouTube. You can see them on Facebook Live. I've got a box of a couple of hundred right here. And if you want one, just uh, subscribe to the show on, on iTunes and leave a rating and a review. And then send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We appreciate you guys. Love your support of this show. It's you. It's me. It's us at heartlandcollegesports.com. No big shots here behind us. No uh, major mainstream media conglomerates, just us talking Big 12, trying to cut through all the noise, reaching millions of Big 12 fans every single month, thanks to you. I appreciate you guys. Have a great night. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you soon here on heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care.